93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, glad that you have tuned in this weekend. Uh, glad to have you along. Very pleased to welcome to the Eagle Studios uh, my friend Mike Parks, who is the uh, airport manager out at Columbia Regional Airport. Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks good for to the have invite. You. You've been a busy man this last year. You've had your hands full. And um, uh, it's probably uh, getting the first year up and running is probably just as difficult as building an airport, I would guess. So Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. Maybe yeah. interesting might be the better word. <laughs> uh, that leaves a lot to interpretation. That's so, right. Uh, Tell folks a little bit about your background. You were on about a year ago with us, but uh, remind people about where you grew up and yeah. and how you became the uh, airport manager out of COU. Yeah, so I uh, originally from uh, I'm a Northwest Iowa kid. Uh, I grew up in a very very small town, extremely small town. In I bet there's someone Iowa. listening that that knows that town. What's the name of the it's town? Whiting, Iowa. Whiting. Uh, okay, yeah, very I, good. I actually graduated school with uh, 11 people. So oh, is that right? Small country oh, school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, I moved down here. Uh, been down here about 24 years now, and. Mm-hmm. and and uh, I've been with the city of Columbia um, about 23 years total yeah. now. So uh, just it's it's uh, it's been great. When you tell people that you're the airport manager at COU, uh, what does that mean? Uh, what what's the sort of the scope of your job? How many people do you manage? And and uh, give us uh, maybe an annual budget for the airport. Yeah, so we have uh, we have about 21 people uh, that work at the airport. It, it uh, of course not all at once, but we have 24 hour service out there. With public safety, of course, it takes care. Of, the public safety department takes care of the law enforcement, uh, fire mm-hmm. operations, which is a huge part of their job, and uh, just general um, oversight for the compliance part of it. We also have the maintenance department out there, and so uh, the maintenance department has five people just for the facilities themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take care of all the uh, electrical, paint, um, all the uh, make things happen, right? Wow, so they okay. make the things happen out yeah. there, and so. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces out there to make sure that we stay in compliance. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you don't employ the people that work for the, the airlines uh, that are out there. And um, it's uh, that's a whole different entity. But really, from a economic development standpoint, the airport's a pretty important cog in the in the wheel because of the uh, just freight and everything else that happens out of Columbia Regional Airport. Um so it's uh it's it's a pretty big has the postal service are are they are they using the airport at all or are they just co-located there it's just located there okay. and you know i think uh i'm not exactly sure how many years about 30 35 years i oh, think they've wow. been out there and, okay. and the intent of course was airmail when they first came in right uh but they employ i believe about 300 people in that facility for the sorting facility out there so there's yeah. definitely a lot of people coming and going just from that facility but then you're exactly right uh the the city employees are a very very small part of what uh what makes the the airport move forward Mm -hmm. yeah you've got the airline you've got uh the tsa agents uh you've got several employers out there of course blackhawk aerospace taking care of the maintenance part you've got Mm -hmm. columbia jet center taking care of all the fbo the fixed base operator uh, type responsibilities uh and so the list goes on and on right so there's a lot of jobs out there people coming and going 24 hours a day yeah 
um, it's it's interesting. I, well, you had a uh, an Amazon Prime uh, distribution center open up uh, near the airport yep. uh, in the uh, in Larry Potterfield's business park. There um, has are they using any kind of air service at all for their products? Not at this time. No. Okay. Uh, look forward to the future. Of course, yeah. uh, we've done a lot of capital projects at the airport to uh, make the runways and aprons capable of larger jets. Of mm-hmm. course, you remember. Uh, back in the early 2000s when we had DHL, Airborne Express. Yeah. And so there definitely have been cargo, large ca- cargo operations in the past. Yeah. Of course, you know, that's something that we look at in the future and, and are hopeful that uh, Amazon and others would start looking at COU as that potential uh, site for, for cargo operations. It'd be nice to get some of those trucks off the road and, and start flying those packages across the country. It would. Of course, uh, we like seeing airplanes come and go. That's uh, it's great for the airport yeah. and more fuel sales yeah. and uh, more use of the airport is, is uh, always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, um, I want to talk a little. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of the opening of the airport when did that open last year yeah it opened on october 26th okay so we're year. getting very close yeah. and and uh tell us about the first year uh how would you describe the overall reaction from the public uh and and people who use the airport you know in the beginning of course there was a, a, a lot of ooh and ah mm-hmm. uh, from from people who come out there and, and we continue to see that so there's yeah. people who still haven't seen the terminal maybe haven't flown out or those who are trying COU for the first time. And so it's been fantastic. I, you know, I say that every year that I'm there is probably the best year yet. Uh, this last year was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's always challenges anytime you open up a new facility. There's training uh, requirements that are, are something that we had never seen. So let's just say the, the passenger boarding bridge is right. Yeah. Our staff had never operated a passenger boarding bridge. And so it's those small things that uh, it just takes a while to get used to. But as for the public, I can't say enough of of the positive feedback uh, in how much people appreciate just the wide open space. Of course, we could go on and on about all the amenities, right? Yeah. There's uh, there's art to enjoy in the terminal, uh, and and there's just uh, we can go into those, but there are several amenities that people people do enjoy yeah. using there. And, and I would uh, imagine the jet bridges are probably among the highest rated <laughs> amenities because it's it's such a radical change from what we had for so many years. You know, being able to board an airplane without going outside or getting rained on or snowed on or iced on, uh, its that's got to be a, a, a real treat for, for customers these days. Yeah, you know, last winter, uh, having that first winter with the passenger boarding bridges was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a lot of fun being able uh, to go into that sterile area with the passengers, seeing people get on the airplane without having to worry about the people slipping and falling, right? And, yeah. and uh, of course, we still maintain those areas for the employees, uh, but it's just nice that all of these customers who'd be able to see the benefits of COU are also going to have those uh, comfort uh, items as well, such as that passenger boarding bridge. So, no, it's been great. There are probably people listening who uh, used the airport 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and had a bad experience because their flight got canceled. Um, what message do you have for those folks? Uh, what 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 has happened to the reliability? You know, we're, we're down to American Airlines right now, but but uh, how have they been doing in terms of on time and and uh, you know 
airplanes not being canceled? How what's their track record been like the last couple of years? No, I appreciate you asking that, and and uh, we do hear that sometimes. You know, I haven't tried the airport for for ten years because you know my flight was canceled. Yeah, and that can happen at every airport, right? right? That's right. not just uh, that's just not Columbia. Yeah. Uh, but with that, American Airlines on time performance and lack of cancellations is is uh, a bit better than average mm-hmm. if you look at DOT statistics. Um, but with that, uh, one of the challenges that we had in Columbia was is we did not have a maintenance group on site. Yeah, um, big so, difference. You know, if there was a if there was a, something as simple as a bird strike and and it took a uh, mechanic to be able to sign off saying that everything was okay, it it, it would be four hours before someone could be here because they would come in from Springfield, Missouri, or they would be flying them in on the next flight. And so there was a large delay. And and so to talk about the partnership that we have with American and how well they're doing, they're doing so well that they actually contracted with um, AMS, Airline Maintenance Services, LLC, Mm -hmm. which is based out of Tennessee. And they brought that company in. They're offering 24-hour service, seven days a week. Uh, Of course, they're still building up their staff. Uh, but they're actually contracted through Envoy, which is a carrier for American Airlines. Mm. But really, looking forward with their service is they're not only providing service for those on or those Envoy flights, but they're also going to provide service for Air Wisconsin um, or any other airline that may look at coming into Columbia. So. When we look at future airlines or future potential flights, uh, they're going to be able to support those flights and to be able to ensure that you get out on time, less cancellations uh, Mm -hmm. in that so it doesn't affect us. And if it does affect us, the turnaround time is just so much faster with a person on site. And so has that been a major selling point for you uh, over the last few months as you you go to uh, uh, airline industry shows and as you talk to potential uh, airlines? Is is that something that really resonates with them? Yeah, you know, we use everything we can uh, to promote Mid-Missouri. And and, uh, they just, AMS just started up service on October, or I'm sorry, August 7th. Okay. Uh, so we just most recently got that. But yes, I did use that uh, in my meeting uh, with the airlines to talk about what services we have to offer. And it uh, definitely raises eyebrows, right? Yeah. They're, they're interested in that because it's it's all about keeping those planes in the air and the network uh, clear, right? Yeah. So if, it, if a plane is delayed, if it comes here from another location and it's in, intended for somewhere else, if it's delayed in Columbia, it impacts a lot more than just Columbia. And so having AMS on site is a huge benefit for all of us here in mid-Missouri. Yeah, I think people will tell you that have been around Columbia for a while that the airline has gone through its share, the airport has gone through its share of struggles over the years. I, I remember sitting on a flight that was getting ready to take off and there was something wrong. There was some light out in, in the aircraft somewhere that uh, had to be addressed by a mechanic and, and there were concerns and it's, it's always up to the pilot's discretion, you know, uh, I guess uh, it, whether they choose to go or stay. But, you know, I remember him coming on the intercom and saying the closest mechanic is in Wichita. And uh, so it's going to take him five hours to drive here. And so, you know, it's and you could hear the groan on the on the plane because that meant at least a five hour delay. And and, uh, but so this is a really I don't think people realize what a positive step in the right direction this is for for Columbia Regional Airport. It is. You know, we continue to charge ahead with trying to make improvements for all uh, customer service related activities, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are in that sterile area a little bit longer, you have those amenities, you have more restrooms, you have wide open areas, you have yeah. tabletops to charge your uh, phones and, mm-hmm. and use your laptops. Yeah. Um, 
So again, everything we can do to move the needle forward and uh, to make that experience as positive possible. Yeah, I know that uh, a few months ago you were you were looking uh, for food service at the airport. Have, yeah. have you been able to find a, a food service vendor for the airport? Yeah, we're really, really close. Okay. Uh, so we are negotiating on a contract now. Great. And I would anticipate uh, it will be public. It'll be going to council for consideration here in the next 30 days. Okay. Uh, so we've, we've been going back and forth on the contract. Now, to, what will that look like? Uh, as of right now it'll be during the first phase it really is just a uh, it's going to be quick food right mm-hmm. so you'll be able to get in there uh, a hot food uh, offering as well but Good. it's also just a uh, a quick run in you can grab a sandwich and and you're still going to make your flight and yeah. so it's all about efficiency because yeah. as we fly most of us don't want to spend a lot of time in a restaurant right yeah. it's 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 all about being quick and that's yeah. really what this is designed about yeah so when you go through security uh you'll come up that ramp uh going into the secure side and that uh, that vendor will be located right on your right hand side behind that blank white wall that's okay. there now. So, so behind security, that's correct. Okay, that's correct. It, very um, interesting. It will be an option, not uh, necessarily from the public face on day one. But you will be able to get food on the public side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working through that mechanism of how that's going to work. Uh, but there is going to be food options on the public side as well. Now, Jefferson City's airport had a restaurant there for many years that was quite the destination. Uh, any chance that this will become, uh, I'm talking about Nick's uh, homestead, uh, yeah. you know, comfort food. Uh, any chance that this restaurant will, will eventually become a destination out there? Well, you know, I think as, con- as we continue to grow with implements and as mm-hmm. numbers grow here with the airport, with flight numbers and that even look back at 2019 right the numbers were much higher uh, than where we are today but I think you're gonna see this vendor grow as well and that's Mm -hmm. what our goal is we want them to be successful uh, as we continue to be successful yeah following up on your last comment what what why have we not recovered to pre-pandemic levels what what are the factors that keep people from uh, using our local airport after the pandemic is over you know, a lot of it is just capacity issues here, mm-hmm. uh, just like every other regional airport and every airport. Well, yeah, fewer flights going in and out. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a pilot shortage. It's real. Yeah. Uh, there there definitely is a, a challenge when it comes to aircraft availability uh, to be able to add flights. When we go to these air service conferences, uh, it's highly competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not the only person standing in line waiting to talk to that specific airline, right? And so being able to get those meetings, uh, we definitely have a lot of interest, uh, and not just in them, but them of us as well. And so we're able to get the meetings. It's trying to find that airline that's a good fit for mid-Missouri, but also one that has aircraft and pilots available to be able to start uh, those flights in Columbia. Yeah. What What do the numbers look like? Uh, we got about a minute here. Tell me the difference between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. What's the, what's the difference in terms of employments? Yeah, so 2019, our highest year, we were about 133,000 employments, mm-hmm. so people mm-hmm. flying out of the airport. And this year, we're going to be just over 90,000. So we're, we're about 40,000 people away. Yeah. But the, also the difference is we have five outbound flights today. Yeah. We were around 13 outbound before. So yeah. aircraft size has increased, which yep. has helped. Yep. Uh, so as we increase numbers, if we were at 13 flights today with larger aircraft, our numbers would be much higher than 133,000. You have just added or you're adding another daily flight to Chicago, correct? That's correct. Uh, yeah. When will that happen? That's going to be on October 
October 6th. Okay, great. Very good. And what time of day are they looking at? It's going to be a mid-morning turn. All right, I like that. So you can, uh, so you don't have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning to make your 5 o'clock flight. Yeah, it's going to be a popular flight. Yeah, no I doubt. bet that's right. So I'm sure the price will reflect that, too. So anyway, uh, that's Mike Park. He, Mike Parks, he is the airport manager for Columbia Regional Airport. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, maybe some destinations that uh, could be on the horizon and new airlines for Columbia Regional Airport. Uh, all of that and more coming up next on the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. This is 93.9 The Eagle. Roundtable with Fred Perry on 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad you've tuned in. As you know, we're visiting with Mike Parks, who is the airport manager out of Columbia Regional Airport. And uh, we've been talking about the first year of operations for the uh, the new uh, terminal out at uh, Columbia Regional. And uh, we've been talking about just some of the numbers that we have not returned to the uh the pre-pandemic levels uh, that we uh, have, that's something that uh, uh, is really impacted dramatically by uh, just the number of, of, of uh, planes going in and out of the airport. That's, so, correct. And that's so, correct. And the airport, you know, the the airline industry continues to, you know, it's, it's it's no secret that they've had their share of troubles with technology and and staffing. And, and so it's it's been a challenging few years for uh, the airline industry. It has, you know, and, and we appreciate what American has done uh, here in Columbia, though. Of course, switching those aircraft to larger aircraft mm-hmm. really has, even though there's not as many uh, aircraft available and pilots available, yeah. going to those larger aircraft definitely have made a difference. So what's the capacity of the typical uh, plane that's coming in and out? 70 passengers. 70, and that's yeah. up from... That's it's fifty. Fifty, yeah, 50 passengers. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So you know, and that uh, just to give you an example, in uh, August of this year, we were at eight thousand two hundred employments. August of last year, we were at sixty seven hundred. Yeah. And so that increase in, in fleet size makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting. Uh, the last time we visited, we we were talking about phase two of the airport development plan, and this had more to do with with uh, offices for uh, your staff, for the TSA, for uh, rental car companies. What is the current status of all those projects? Sure. So we are in design of the what we used to refer to as the automated flight service station. And so that is a building that's located just south of the new terminal. So mm-hmm. if you're in baggage claim and you notice that covered walkway uh, that leaves the baggage claim area on the south end of the new terminal, that covered walkway takes you to what that uh, used to be as the automated flight service station. Hmm. So with that, we're in design. We anticipate that uh, design will be completed and we'll be out to bid for that project. Which and what is a, will be in there? It's a remodel project. Yep. It's going to be TSA uh, offices, airport administration, and then the majority of the front of it is all rental car uh, counters. Okay. So And so the rental car companies will be based out of that building? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And where are they currently? Are they in the old airport? Yep. They're in okay. the old airport in the south end. Uh, yeah. Actually, where United used to be okay. uh, is where I moved the rental car counters. Right. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, any plans for the old airport at this point? As of right now, we're working with a uh, a vendor, actually a couple vendors, um, to see if they can possibly operate out of the old terminal. And so we'll see where that takes us. When you say vendors, uh, are you talking about airlines? No, no. Okay. Uh, A couple businesses. Okay. And uh, so we'll see where that takes us, but we're uh, we're excited to move those forward. Of course, anytime we have available space, uh, we're looking at what the potential is and how that can benefit the airport as well. Are these uh, businesses that rely on like a 1960s motif or is it uh <laughs> or is are these uh uh so they're not throwback businesses there's, no, there's gonna no. be some remodeling involved yeah i, I believe there's okay. gonna be some improvements that okay. have to be made to those Very areas good. that's exactly right. right but the trailers are gone correct they are yeah we Gave took them those back out. to the school district yeah gosh it uh looks it uh, looks a whole lot different yeah. uh back there but yeah the trailers are gone okay and, uh they were not repurposed after that okay uh, but uh, they <laughs> want to make that perfectly clear yeah that's correct that we did not sell them yeah. uh but they they definitely serve their purpose for a long long period of time yeah so. okay well, i do not miss them for uh, i can imagine you don't not not one bit uh so it, it wasn't really always our best foot forward it's very right. necessary but not our best foot forward Correct. you are considering the idea of a master plan uh getting ready to begin uh a master planning process tell us uh why now and uh, uh what will be the benefit of of having this new master plan yeah, so the last master plan that was done was in 2009 uh, for the airport. And really, like any other master plan, it, it, it looks at where the airport's at now and where growth is, is uh, potential at for the airport. And so uh, we definitely we don't have any more places identified on our master plan from 2009 for future growth. And mm-hmm. so that's one uh, one topic that we really want to visit, right? Yeah. There definitely is interest in growth at the airport from private uh, investors. And so we want to look at that. We to see the airport continue to grow so it'll help identify that and then really help to plan for any infrastructure improvements and expansions in the future so one of the biggest ones that you'll remember is we did our extension on our primary runway and uh, so going an extra 900 feet on that primary runway uh, out to 7,400 really opened that runway up for uh, those larger aircraft and cargo like what we had talked yeah. about. Uh, but it really opens it up in our, our crosswind runway that was also extended. That was part of our master plan. So this master planning process is getting ready to start up. It's probably going to take uh, between 12 and 18 months just uh, by the time all the approvals come through from the FAA. But there's going to be a lot of public input with this as well. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to be looking for input from the public in regards to what we want to see the airport look like Mm -hmm. um, in future years. And so there's definitely a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of feedback that's needed and uh, and we'll appreciate all that. in during those public meetings. Yeah. Is there a demand for more hangar space uh, at the airport for for private aircraft? Yeah, there is. Uh, I don't know that there's an airport in the country that you could call up and find a hangar space today. Uh, Everybody's full. And Columbia is just like that. And so uh, we, that's the revenue opportunity opportunity for you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we have uh, we have interested parties now that are interested in building a hangar uh, at the airport. And the holdup is is because at an airport you just can't put a building up wherever you want, right? You have to identify that space based on how tall the building is going to be mm-hmm. and how far it is away from the runway. And all those details that we have to look into. And so this master plan being updated is going to identify where on the airport uh, we can put those hangars that's going to be in the best spot for future growth of the runways and mm-hmm. taxiways, but also the size of those hangars. And yeah. so as you notice, when you come in on airport drive, 
it's pretty limited along there in how big of an apron where we built that new hanger, how right. big of an apron and maybe how big and tall of a hanger that you can actually build in there. And so we're going to identify that. And then I'm really excited for when that master plan is approved to be able to look at these folks that have been interested in growth in Columbia and have a definite answer to be able to give them for future growth because yeah. it's it's great for everyone do you have any numbers i hate to put you on the spot with this question but uh, any numbers for the the number of private aircraft that are using the airport on a, on a regular basis yeah so we continue to uh we continue to set records and so mm-hmm. some some exciting numbers have come in lately we keep track of operations or i should say the air traffic control tower keeps track of operations mm-hmm. and so the highest year ever i believe was back in 2003 and i believe that was around 31,000 operations and so wow. 31,000 really and that's just aircraft that are utilizing the airport so it might be a touch and go so they mm-hmm. might fly in they touch and they take back off and leave that's one operation uh it'd be two operations if someone flew in and then later on took off right oh, okay. so with that uh 2003 was the busiest year we we took a reduction for for several years until about five years ago and about five years ago we started seeing an increase from about twenty two thousand uh last year i believe we were we set a record again uh i believe we were at about thirty three or thirty four thousand wow. okay and this year we're on track to make about forty two thousand operations Goodness. and wow. uh, so super excited that's a big jump it's fantastic yeah and i think we've already set six monthly records this year mm-hmm. uh, for operations and uh, so we're on track uh for for record numbers this year and, and with that I'm also excited to announce we we found out uh, just the other day that our tower uh, has been selected as Tower of the Year. Uh, we just got that notification. Now, what does that so, mean, Tower of the Year? Yeah, so that's uh, selected by Midwest ATC. Okay. And they look at the tower's connection to the community and anything that they do to have engagement with the community. Wow. Their relationship with the airport and hmm. partnership uh, for construction projects. Yeah. Of course, they play a major role in our construction. We work together on those. Yeah. And so coupled all together with just uh, the, the people that they have in there, uh, there's about 45 airports in the central region mm-hmm. uh, with Midwest ATC and uh, COU's uh, tower was selected for that. So we're super excited. Yeah. This is uh, we, we haven't seen anything out on social media yet, but yeah. we're getting ready to. So. Uh, Midwest ATC. Tell me what ATC stands for. Air traffic control. Air traffic control. Correct. Okay, very good. And those are, are they still federal employees? They are not. Okay. So they switched over to Midwest ATC is based in Kansas. Okay. And that's a contract company that provides uh, tower coverage for okay. non-FAA uh, towers. Right. So the FAA used to uh, take care of the staffing of our control tower until probably about 27, 28 years ago, and it was switched over to private. And, Is that when uh, Ronald Reagan fired everybody, or was it after that? <laughs> I'm not exactly <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm trying to remember when that happened, what year that was, but anyway, yeah. not, probably that long ago, but anyway, right. that's that's interesting. Um so when you talk about uh, other planned capital projects, uh, well, what are some of the things that would be on the list? I mean, are parking lots one of those things? They are. They are. That's uh, that's actually also uh, that's really the final portion of the terminal project, right? So mm-hmm. the, the parking lots. But before that, as part of this master planning process, we're doing a lot of environmental work. And so uh, we're doing environmental work for not just the parking lots, but we're also doing it for the glycol recovery system, which is mm-hmm. one of the capital projects that we're going to be working on here mm-hmm. soon. Uh, that is a way to capture all of that glycol that's sprayed on the aircraft and recycle it. That's and for so, de-icing? That's correct. Okay. Yep. They use that for de-icing. Uh, we'll capture that. It'll be recycled and sold. 
Uh, so just a way to improve our stormwater runoff. But who has uh, an interest in buying uh, used glycol? My understanding is the companies buy the used glycol. They uh, do something with it to be able to recycle it. And then it's sold to uh, aviation again. And so wow. just a uh, reuse. How do you uh, capture it? Is it ca- caught in basins or is uh, it? Uh, underground capture tanks. Wow. And so there's going to be a specific area that's identified as part of the master plan where, where the de-ice? glycol recovery will go. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. And then they'll do all their DIY there it'll be captured and then trucked away hmm. so super excited about that of hmm. course anything we can do to help with our stormwater runoff at the airport yeah uh, we don't want that going down in the stream so yeah. we're looking at that uh also um we are doing a say a somewhat significant spall repair project on our primary runway so we talk about the age of not just the old terminal and having to have a new terminal, but also all the infrastructure at the airport was yeah. built in the 60s. And so our primary runway, although that 900-foot extension was just done, the rest of it was built in the 60s. And so mm. we continue to make improvements to that. We have about a $2.5 million project that'll be next year. Mm-hmm. And that'll be just to capture those bad spots to extend the life of that primary runway until it can be completely reconstructed in about 10 years. Yeah. Um any complaints about the runway surface? I know that for a short period of time there, we had a bump in the runway that was uh, no fault of the city or the airport, but uh, uh, the contractor got back in there and, and got a fix. I think that was per design, but but still, um, it was a temporary uh, hiccup. Yeah. Uh, any any issues with the runway these days? No, no concerns at all. Of course, that intersection that you're referencing there, mm-hmm. that is uh, part of our new crosswind runway mm-hmm. and new extension. And so that entire uh, intersection of those two runways there was completely reconstructed during that extension project and so no we're in great shape yeah tell people because i think that the 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 way that the airport was financed was was very creative and and i I think done very well and the timing was pretty darn good when in the grand scheme of things but uh tell people remind people how our 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 airport was financed and and how are the revenue streams looking uh, that support the airport yeah so in regards to the terminal project Mm -hmm. and uh since we've had uh impacts we had the cares money that did come in and Mm -hmm. so we received over 18 million dollars worth of cares funds um out of that 18 million dollars we used two million dollars a year for four years just towards the operations of the airport Mm -hmm. and uh so that was very helpful as revenues were down yeah uh, and and not as many people were flying uh and then the remaining 10.8 million dollars we used towards our new terminal project and so the new terminal project uh that we've completed is approximately 23 million dollars and so out of that 10.8 million was uh utilized through that cares act so that was really nice timing that was not expected but it was really nice timing was that from the feds or from the state the feds okay that's correct And uh, on top of that, we had bond funds from the lodging tax, of yep. course, that was uh, voted on and passed in 2016. They were also hit by by COVID. So our, how does that revenue stream look? Is revenue that stream is, uh, is much better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, had talked to CBB director here recently, and mm-hmm. she said that numbers are looking really strong for the, the lodging tax. Of Good. course, that sunsets in 23 years or $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course, we use the passenger facility charge also for bonding. And so that's just the revenue that we get off of ticketed passengers and yeah. so the revenue worked out uh really really well uh for the terminal project and so we're continuing to move forward of course in that afss building and parking lots yeah. next that's the voice of mike parks who is the uh general manager airport manager out at columbia regional airport when we come back we're going to give you an update on uh this uh flight to charlotte and so we'll put mike on the spot and ask him what the latest is on that and we'll also see uh if the uh 
the business transaction with uh, JetBlue and Spirit and, and Allegiant is going to have an impact on Columbia Regional Airport. And uh, we'll talk more about parking and, and sort of see what the future looks like for parking at Columbia Regional Airport and whether or not it's going to stay free or if uh, they're going to have to finally start charging to pay for improvements. All of that and more is coming up on the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry visiting with Mike Parks. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the third and final segment of the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry visiting with Mike Parks, uh, the general manager at Columbia Regional Airport. So let's give our listeners a quick update on the idea of having a direct flight to Charlotte. Now, a lot of the legwork has already been done on this. You've, yeah. you've, you've received some federal grants to help provide uh, an economic incentive and uh, to underwrite the cost of this happening. Give us an update. Yeah, sure. So we received uh, a a small community air service development grant from the United States Department of Transportation. Mm -hmm. And uh, what that grant does, a little over a million dollars, what that grant does is offsets cost for American Airlines to start twice daily service to Charlotte. And so that that route was selected because American Airlines actually specifically wrote a letter in support of the airport Mm -hmm. uh, getting that service. Of course, that was written right before COVID, right? Yeah. So there were a lot of things that have changed since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the intent to fly to Charlotte has not, and that has not changed at all. American Airlines still uh, feels that a Charlotte would be very successful. Of course, we come back to our previous conversation, pilot numbers, aircraft yeah. numbers available, right? Yeah. So uh, Charlotte is still out there and uh, still very promising that we will receive the Charlotte route. I, I wish we could have had it yesterday. Yeah. I know there are a lot of people that uh, are really waiting for this route. It's fantastic. A lot of people with grandkids out there for some reason. And it's also kind of a gateway for international travel as well. Correct? It is. It is. I mean, it's a fantastic hub. Yeah. Um, I, I personally have not went through Charlotte in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of great feedback about yeah. the Charlotte airport. It feels it, like the world's largest airport. Uh, if, <laughs> if you are traveling from, from one terminal to the next, uh, or one, uh, it's, it is, it's a walk. It really is. But it's a big, big airport. Airport. I've heard that. Yeah. And, you know, those connections, I mean, just the number of connections that are out of Charlotte is just tremendous. Uh, so we look forward to it. And yeah. we, we definitely bring it up to American quite often yeah. and uh, like to nudge them once in a while to uh, just, hey, don't forget, we really want to get this route started. And, yeah. you know, that goes into the conversation that we have uh, with multiple airlines, uh, just don't forget about Columbia, and this is what we have to offer in Missouri. Yeah, I don't know what the term is they use, uh, census or headcount or, or vacancy rate, but uh, are the air? How full are the airplanes that are leaving uh, Columbia these days? Yeah, the load factor, we're right around 85 to 90% full okay. uh, on all aircraft. And what's a good target for American? What, what are they like? 80%. 80%. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So we're we're close enough and, and yeah. uh, we're above it, which, uh, which takes some of that pressure off. You know, we weren't always in a good negotiating position with airlines no. uh, in the past. And so... You know, it's uh, it's changed a lot. And, yeah. and, you know, 2019 really put us on the map when it comes to the potential of what Columbia has mm-hmm. and uh, what we can do. We were growing quickly in 2019. And I, I, I always wonder where we would be today if it yeah. wasn't for COVID, because uh, the airlines were looking at adding even more flights. Yeah. And uh, United was looking at adding a second Denver route around that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about uh, where could we be today, right? And we're definitely going in that direction. We're definitely going with growth. Once 
the pilot shortage starts easing up, we're able to, you know, add these two Charlotte routes. And so I just run some numbers the other day about if Charlotte started up and we did two flights a day, I mean, we would almost be at 2019 numbers with that size of aircraft. Oh, that's great. And uh, so we would almost be back there. And then you think about, you know, then you add in a second major, you know, such as bring back United um, or add a low cost carrier, which I yeah. know there's a lot of feedback on. There's a lot of destinations that people would like to see. Yeah. And, um, so low cost carrier is an example of uh, Allegiant, which uh, I can't remember yeah. our history with Allegiant. Were they here for a while? Allegiant was not. We had Frontier. Frontier. Yeah, okay. Around 2012. All right. It seems like Frontier. Allegiant was coming and maybe didn't come. I, I don't remember what happened there, but I remember conversations about Allegiant. But the, the news this week was, uh, uh, if I'm going to screw this up, but JetBlue was acquiring Spirit Airlines, uh, speaking of low cost carriers. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and the government was going to require JetBlue to uh, give up some of their flights to Allegiant. Is, is that am I am I messing that up? Do you do you recall? I haven't read enough on it to, okay. to speak. Yeah, correctly. I wondered if that would just uh, maybe uh, reinvigorate some interest by Allegiant in the in this market. I know that does Belleville, Belleville still have Allegiant? Uh, they do coming they in do. and out. They okay. definitely put them on the map. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's was, a lot of people flying there. Yeah, it's you know you have to jump through a lot of hoops to make that work for you um and uh you know i i have a sister that uh, flies allegiant into omaha and then Mm -hmm. drives to columbia which i you know i can't quite figure that one out but uh it is um you know it has to just work the price is great if you can get it to work for you that's exactly a lot of restrictions yeah you you know know, a low-cost carrier is something that uh you know frontier did very very well when they were here the problem with it was is when frontier came and uh as soon as they came they announced they were leaving because Mm -hmm. they had a business plan change and so it's hard to be successful when you when you tell the public that hey we're coming but we're leaving in six months and so we had a lot of people that flew uh with them really cheap flights right they they were able to go to disney world cheaper than they had ever gone before yeah uh, but really, you know, of course, we continue to look at that as we request meetings with airlines during our air service conferences mm-hmm. is or those connections that uh, people would really like to have for vacation. Yeah. What's the number that they look at? What's the, what's the metric they look at when you visit with these airlines that are not doing business in Columbia that surprises them? What stands out? You know, University of Missouri plays a huge role okay. in uh, how much they support the airport. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of people from the university that fly uh, COU. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we want to capture everyone, right? Yeah. We don't want anyone to drive to St. Louis or Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City is not really much competition for us just due to the distance. Yeah. Uh, but, but they've had they've had a tremendous increase since the new airport opened. you got to wonder where those, those flights are coming from. But it doesn't look like it's bleeding from mid-Missouri, correct? No, I think most people, uh, if they're not going to use COU, probably use St. Louis. That's mm-hmm. where we really have most of our leakage yeah. too, but which is uh, a terrible airport. I mean, I, I'm saying that, not you, Mike. I think Columbia is a whole lot better. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's unbelievable how bad St. Louis Airport is. You know, uh, from a, just a traveler's perspective, you know, but. Um, yeah, interesting. And, you, you know, you also think about this I-70 project, right, Fred? Oh, and you think about how that maybe yeah. is going to start bringing more people to Columbia. And I yeah. think uh, we talk about people who maybe haven't used Columbia in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get them to start using Columbia again and they see how great the new terminal is and how easy it is, uh, that's when we'll continue to see uh, that growth. It's yeah. just getting them people to try COU again. Yeah, it's um, it's it, there's, there's a lot to be offered there. And I think it's just a matter of people being willing to give it a try and, and and uh, uh, how, how have they been on their rates uh, in terms of uh, if you price a flight uh, in and out of Columbia? I uh, recently bought uh, a couple airline tickets for my sons uh, to fly back into Columbia. That I mean, that was 
that was so nice to be able to uh, get them back to Columbia, uh, where they didn't have to travel I-70. Uh, and I will tell you, this is from Denver to Columbia, and, and the flights were very competitive. It didn't really make sense for them to fly into Kansas City or St. Louis. Yeah, you know, given the timing of the flight you're looking for, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what we really are trying to push out with the community is, is that if you try to buy your ticket, you know, two days before your travel, yes, you may be paying quite a bit more. It's, yeah. it's on that supply and demand and timing. Uh, but if you check the, the rates, you're going to find that when you add in free parking and the convenience of being close to home, yeah. uh, and maybe even not that, I think just the price of the ticket themselves are very reasonable, um, that, that, uh, it, it's highly competitive with thinking about going to St. Louis. Yeah. You uh, brought up the parking lots, which reminded me that I want to ask you, um, what, how many of your lots are paved? How many of them are gravel right now? So right now the only paved lots are, or, uh, or, or I said, should say the majority of the paved lots are on the, the side of airport drive, the east side of airport drive towards okay. the terminal. Right. Of course, uh, the asphalt lot that's in front of the old terminal needs improvements and mm-hmm. needs to be overlaid, reconstructed. Our only, our only new lot is in front of that new terminal mm-hmm. just south, um, southwest of yeah. the new terminal is mm-hmm. the only new parking lot so we have a lot of improvements to do on parking lots how much pressure are you getting uh from the powers that be to 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 start charging for parking at the airport you know it really depends on who you talk to mm-hmm. and, and what support there is of course uh we did have a financial plan that included paid parking uh before cares act was included mm-hmm. so since cares act was included that paid parking uh really didn't pay a play a role mm-hmm. in the financing of the terminal and so ultimately that's going to be up to city council and city leadership to determine if paid parking is something in the future but of course until that could even be considered we have a lot of improvements uh that we need to make on these gravel lots yeah. and, and everything before that would ever be considered what do you think people would would rank higher uh the need for a shuttle from one of those gravel lots or the need for a paved lot I think people want paved lots. Okay. Uh, you know, I think that uh, just rolling your bag uh, and, and pulling your bag, it, it's difficult. Yeah. Especially, you know, you throw in rain and snow. Yeah. It does create challenges, and we realize that. So during the extreme temperatures, you know, one thing we haven't changed in Columbia, and that's the small airport atmosphere, right? Like mm-hmm. We send vehicles out there with staff. If, if time allows, we send vehicles out there, and we make sure that no one needs help. And so during extreme, you know, d- extreme cold in the wintertime, we're quick to send people out there wow. and just drive around and check on people because yeah. it's all about safety. We yeah. want people to not only have a positive experience, but we want them to be safe doing it. So mm-hmm. we send people out there. We'll grab bags. We'll get people up to the terminal. And we want them to know that, 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 that Columbia stands out in that way, too, that we want to be that friendly airport. We want to yeah. go above and beyond what people's expectations are. Yeah. When you look at the master plan that you're getting ready to work on and, and just and beyond, uh, what, what is the potential for COU in terms of capacity? and new destinations and uh, more airlines coming in i mean when what what are the what do you see as sort of the 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 horizon for for this airport what are the possibilities you're talking about growth and employments yeah. and so yeah. forth and just yeah. enhancement of the facility you know i think there's uh there's so much room we have we have a lot of land at the airport all the way around and so i'm, I'm very excited to see where we can build hangars mm-hmm. uh i think we have a lot of potential on the south end um down there uh for potential hangar growth and taxiways and that's taxi on the lanes. jeff city side that's of the, correct okay yeah, we have a lot of land down there but there is a a, a large drop off in elevation and mm-hmm. so there's some some money that would have to be put in that area, but I think there's a lot of growth potential down there. Mm-hmm. And then as for passengers, I, I always think again, I mean that the number of airlines and passenger numbers that could be using Columbia, uh, you bring up 
uh, the Illinois airport with Allegiant, you know, yeah. and that, that really Allegiant changed that airport. Mm. Uh, they, they fly so many flights and they put in so many people through that airport. I've met with their airport director over there and it's, it's tremendous what they did. If we have service such as that, uh, come in to complement what we currently have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the sky's the limit on where Columbia is going to go with growth. Has United, uh, 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 begged for forgiveness and and uh, talked about coming back uh, to COU. Well, we still haven't. Uh, we have definitely not stopped a conversation. You didn't burn so, a bridge. Huh? No, absolutely not. We have a great relationship with United. What so. about Delta? You know, that was a nice flight uh, through Memphis. Uh, have yeah. the dynamics of the airline industry changed so much that Memphis is no longer what it was? Yeah, I don't think Memphis is really uh, somewhere we would look at flying. Of course, Atlanta always bubbles up. Yeah, uh, people would love to see Atlanta yeah. connections through Columbia, yeah. and you know, I think that is potential uh, in in the future. Future. I mm-hmm. think that uh, Delta would provide a great service. They did a great job when they were in Columbia. Oh, yeah. uh, everybody loved them being here. And yeah. so the opportunity for them to ever come back, we would welcome them back. And, uh, and of course, getting United back here would be tremendous. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good. Mike, we appreciate you uh, joining us this week. Uh, congratulations on uh, your successful first year with the new terminal and uh, good luck with all the planning. I mean, the master plan, that's that's a lot of work. And, and uh, it sounds like uh, there's plenty to talk about. There is. Yeah. There is. I appreciate that. Yeah, very good. Well, it's uh, it's great news for Columbia. And uh, we'll uh, certainly keep an eye on how things are going. And we'll keep you updated on what's happening with this uh, flight to Charlotte and maybe some other activity coming to airport. Uh, that's all we have this week, folks. We'll be back next week with another edition of the CEO Roundtable. Mike Parks, uh, the general manager for Columbia Regional Airport, the airport manager at COU, uh, with our guest this week. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you next weekend. You've been listening to the CEO Roundtable show on 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.